Blog Talk Radio. young people today like where where are they I mean I mean just give example like my generation we just changed with the times you know in one particular generation I was just doing whatever that generation called for and just kept it moving whenever the next generation usually generations come like every 10 years you know different styles and situations and Either the 8-track goes out and replaced by the cassette, and the cassette goes out replaced by the CD, and things like that. But um, what do you think about, like, young people just kind of seem to be staying in their little young lane, and they're not trying to really, you know, year after year, they just the same old jokers that are just thinking the same way. They're not trying to step into any new level of a, if they're classified as a millennium or a, what's the other one called? Gen, Gen, Gen Z? Z. Which I don't know what either one of them. I know what millennium means, more or less. If they're Generation Z, then there's a Generation Y. Yeah, but they actually know generation what generation they are, and they, like, live in it. And it's like, you know, what what do you, uh, what, what kind of support you think we're getting from them? Or do they just not give a damn? Are they too spoiled to care? Or what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I, I'll jump on that one. I think Please that think. I think you know you brought up a good point about those labels between the Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z, which is Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y. 
I think so. But they know it by heart, though. They know yeah. what they are. But I think sometimes people grab a hold of that label, and they just hold on to it for dear life. You know, and and I know this isn't exactly relevant, but I think about older women who still shop in stores like Forever 21. I'm like, you're not in that group anymore. You have moved on. You're not Forever 21. That's for the youngins. When you hit about 30-something, you need to stay out of Forever 21, but you still see them up in there trying on stuff, trying to, you know, they think just because if it fits, they can get away with it. And I think sometimes the younger generations get caught up in that same mindset. They're like, I'm Gen X forever. And they don't realize that eventually you grow out of that stage. And technically, yeah, you were born into that label group. But eventually, you got to move on to the next phase. Yeah. So I think sometimes that, you know, some of the young folks just don't want to step into the next phase. They're comfortable in the phase that they came into, and they don't want to let it go. That That's what I think. What you think, Kel? Mm. Yeah, you got um, Kind of on the lines of what you're saying, but my, my bottom line is, their their maturity is just slower and slower. Even the women, I mean, they just want to stay stagnant and, like you said, in 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 one level. They they don't have the mindset to mature. And like you mm. say, when you when you get older, you know, you would think your 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 dress and everything would change. But some people like to stay in that same era or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But um, their maturity level is just not there. They just seem like they just want to stay kids forever and don't grow out of of what the next phase is in their life. Yeah. They just, um, you know, just want to be, say, say babies or be babies. You know, you you have to man up, so to speak, or mature um, to go to the next level. And that next level is adulthood. So, you know. There you go. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's it in a this nutshell. Generation don't have a clue. Yeah. And I think as far them. as uh, right, I think as as far as the work ethic, the work ethic is different. I mean, back in the, our parents and grandparents' generation, they had no choice. And now, you know, the the parents are giving the kids a choice. Oh no, you don't have to work. Okay, you just go to school and. That's it. They might go to school forever. <laughs> and then, too, you, you have to give them responsibilities to, to be able to grow as an individual and to get to that adult level. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, inclusive and minus is some things that the parents have done as well, but they need to get out their habit and just make the kids, hey, you got to work. You gotta go out there and go, go get it. Ain't nobody going to give it to you. Yeah. That's my take on it. I agree. All right. Well, now that we got the ball rolling, uh, Kettle, you want to go ahead and get into the rundown for tonight's show? What's going on tonight? Okay. All right. That was a good topic, Papa. Thank you. Um, all right. In focus, FBI agencies, New York Mayor Adams, cell phones, iPads. Also, Mississippi precinct ran out of ballots. 
and Republican debate wrap up. Cocktail of the week of this week. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? I'm just saying with red wine, do right by our veterans. My Hollywood wrap up, the kitchen list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail. We'll be back with focus. You sweet Ben Rouge, this is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, what's poppin' with Papa Didi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, living for the city with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, my favorite, and the world-famous Kiss It List, and of course, the last word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306, or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party. Welcome back to John Party. One of Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's get in focus. And uh, let's see. Kettle, you got the first story. What you got for us tonight? Okay. Um, the mayor of New York City hmm. has some shady dealings going on here. I claim it's not him, it's, it's uh, his campaign manager. FBI agencies New York City Mayor Eric Adams' cell phones and his iPad after stopping him in the middle of the street following a raid on his fundraiser chief. Last week, Adams rushed back home from D.C. after the raid on longtime confident and top fundraiser Brianna Suggs, 25, is a part of an investigation into an alleged kickback scheme tied to the Turkish government and others. Interesting. Um, after news of his device being seized, broke Adams told CNN he has nothing to hide. So he says, as a former member of law enforcement, I expect all members of my staff to follow and fully cooperate with the uh, investigation. Um, the New York Times reports that the FBI officials approached the uh, Democrat on Monday night on the street and asked for his security team to step away. The agents then climbed into Adams' SUV and took his devices and leased two cell phones and an iPad. Wow. The devices were returned to Adams within a couple of days. The FBI can make copies of the data of seized devices if they have a search warrant. Wow. Um, Adams also revealed this week that um, he has um, retained a personal lawyer. Mm. During his first press conference since the raid on Wednesday, Adams did not mention his devices were seized. He said he sleeps well at night, <laughs> okay, and he stood by thugs and denied any wrongdoing. The mayor said his campaign followed the rules and will continue to do so during the investigation into this fundraiser. It is not clear whether the agents referred to the investigation as he took his electronic devices. 
Um, Boyd Johnson, the lawyer of Adams in his campaign, said the mayor immediately complied with the FBI's request and provided them with all electronic devices. Hmm. Apparently they saw something or found something. Why would they take yeah. the devices if they didn't think something was, wasn't going on? Uh, you know, caught somebody, the wrong on. person with the ha- uh, pants down? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. Why would I you mean, retain what, a lawyer? Yeah, unless you felt like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to need somebody to defend me, so let me get an attorney. <laughs> right. I, yeah. But I'm curious so, as to, you said the Turkish government, what are they doing? What has New York got going on with Turkey? That's a good question. You know well, anything you about that? Some alleged kickback. No, I just know that uh, that the mayor visited Turkey before the election, so they claim that he was over there withdrawing some money or what have you. And uh, I don't know. He, he was doing, he, he was getting different people to contribute to his to his campaign from over uh. there, so they wanted to see, you know. He's just a real confident black man, and they don't like it, you know. Yeah, he is very confident. Same with uh, Deion Sanders and other black men that come off like they really know their shit and don't have a record, you know. So so they're more or less saying that he can't go over and get funds from someone else and put it into his campaign? Yeah, I don't know the logistics of it, but something about, you know, okay. where did you get that much money? Cause, but his... His little the young lady's handling his campaign put on the internet that he has already raised thirty one million dollars, and they wonder how the hell did he mm-hmm. raise thirty one million? And oh. now they're trying to roll him across the coals. So. Oh, that's messed up. If it was yeah. all legit, then that's messed up. That they coming for him yeah. like that. I mean, man, go somewhere. Well, but they're gonna try to find some type of loophole or something somewhere. You know that. So. I mean, but with all of the crap going on <laughs> everywhere else, this is really mm-hmm. what they're investigating? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll. I mean, look how they railroad the mayor. Our old mayor, mayor for life. They put so many millions of dollars in catching this man in a damn uh, sleazy hotel. Some woman, you don't even know her name no more. But they spent yeah, all right. of this money just to bring this man down. I mean, he's still mayor for life in my book. I don't give a you know what. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'm with you on that. <sighs> Barry and Barry, yeah. mayor for life. Barry and Barry, mayor for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll move on. I got one with some shenanigans, as usual, going on down south. This one's out of Mississippi. Uh, Hines County, Mississippi, which is a predominantly black county that leans Democratic, ran out of ballots in nine precincts for Tuesday's election. And none of the five election commissioners have answered the essential question of how many ballots were printed initially for a critical election. Now, this election was for the governor, the lieutenant governor, and eight members of the executive branch, including the treasurer and the attorney general. So this was not like for the school board or not to say that those are not important, but these were for the heavy hitters. 
how y'all just run out of ballots? I mean, really, in a predominantly black county, you ran out of ballots. So according to the Mississippi statutes, the counties have to provide ballots for a minimum of 60% of the registered voters. Now, in Hines County, there's more than 149,000 registered voters. So when you do the math, that means they should have printed at least 89,400 ballots. And like I said, Hines County is 73.5% black. Uh, and 25% of the people there live in in poverty. So Hines County, the election commissioner is comprised of five different commissioners covering five counties. Each commission member was repeatedly contacted to ask how many ballots did the commission initially print. And they were trying to get some answers but couldn't get a response when the story was reported. So on Tuesday, when the election happened, black residents had a difficult time voting, of course. People were standing in line for hours and hours. Some of the voting sites ran out of ballots by 9 in the morning. Now, what time do the polls usually open? Like 7, 6.30, 7, 8, whatever. They were out of ballots by 9 in the morning. And other sites had potential voters fill out paper ballots while they were standing in line. Some of the voters, of course, gave up and got out of line after all of the foolishness going on. So the local advocacy groups petitioned the courts in an attempt to remedy the situation. So a judge in Hines County, his name is Dwayne Thomas, ordered the polling sites to stay open until 8 p.m. But another judge, Jess Dickinson, who was appointed by the state Supreme Court, said that the people who were in line at 7 o'clock could still vote but that the voting sites were going to close at the regular scheduled time. So that second judge was overriding the first judge who was trying to extend time to give people an opportunity to vote, you know, with all of this stuff about we don't have enough votes. So they were sending votes, I mean not votes, ballots. They were sending uh, ballots in, but they were bringing in like 100 at a time, like every two hours. But you got all these people in line. I'm like, why do y'all, here's my question, why do they keep playing this game? I mean, it's a rhetorical question. I know why they do it, but people need to get really beyond being sick and tired of this kind of stuff. This foolishness keeps going on and on and on. Uh, Last year, the Mississippi NAACP filed a federal lawsuit alleging that the state legislature diluted black voting power by limiting the number of majority black districts. Well, that's what all that gerrymandering that goes on. They keep doing it, and the courts keep uh, supporting it. So, you know, like I said, this stuff goes on and on. NAACP keeps filing lawsuits, but these, these counties still keep doing the same stuff. I don't know what it's going to take to put this foolishness down. But, I mean, I feel bad for the folks. You know, people came out ready to vote, and then you got to deal with shenanigans like this. What y'all think? 
tell you what. All this stuff is, uh, I can't explain how the world is so, uh, A-double-S backwards. Something's got to give. Because, see, the people that are behind all this stuff, time and time again, they get what they want. You want to keep black people from being able to vote, so you, you mess around with the ballots. You uh, make it difficult for the black people to vote. Then you change the boundaries and try to uh, limit the areas that are predominantly black so they only have one district where it should have been more. You know, it's the same old stuff. They're doing the same old stuff, and the law keeps on supporting it and allowing it. Yeah, but you know what? My brother always told me, he said, the best way to vote is by mail. That is the safest way. Just vote by mail. Stop standing in these long lines. As soon as we stop doing that, then they're going to try to do something with the, with the mailing, as, as 45 tried to do with the post office and yada, yada. Vote early and vote by mail. Stop standing in those lines. I think a lot of older people do that because it's a quote-unquote the principle, and the people uh-huh. before us that stood in line to vote. Bump that. This is a new generation. We gotta we gotta beat them before their game. Mail early and mail um um just mail mail your vote. I've done that several times. Yeah. Well, I've gone to the polls very early. Um, you know, so you, you can't um run out of stuff. You gonna tell me you open at seven, you're gonna run out by seven ten? There's no way. So Well as long as you live in a state smart. that allows as long as you live in a state that allows mail-in vote, voting, because uh, I don't know if all states do. You know, this stuff varies mm-hmm. from state to state. But, yeah, that's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. If you live in a state that allows mm-hmm. mail-in ballots, mail your stuff in and be done. I tell you. It's all right. Oh, no, it is not returned. I mean, I guess you can mail it that way. Uh, all right, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, what are you focused on tonight, Papa Didi? It's my turn already. Yes, sir. Well, let's talk about those debates for a minute. Uh, the first thing that I want to definitely put out there is the fact that uh, Trump is not present at the debates. It's a damn shame because he's getting away with murder. And nobody is seeing just how vulnerable he could be or to see whether or not somebody can go at him. He got all these people fighting against each other because he's not there. Who 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 does that? Mm-hmm. You know, a debate is something everybody got to participate in. But then you give him rallies, like right down the street in the same town and stuff like that. And you on the air at the same time they on the air on your own level of air or whatever you do your filming and all. I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's atrocious. I mean, I don't understand how people can believe in somebody that has not spoken publicly yet instead of outside of a court saying different things like something's a witch hunt or it's rigged. You know, that's all you say. But you're not talking on, on, a, on a debate situation to show us what you would do, which is, I mean, are you supposed to believe that you're just so 
talented and so great that you don't need no 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 practice in a debate stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't got to compete with nobody. You done earned the rank. The faculty talk about the the different uh, polls is out, and you wear ahead so you can just ah. Then he tells his people that night of the last debate, yeah, I'm glad I didn't show up. Ah, that's the best they got. Ah. Well, you, why wouldn't the people want you to speak your mind or enrich their souls again with all your bullshit? They need that. They need to be dunked like a fucking donut in milk or cookies in milk. That's just what that's what you created. So now for you to spend all this time not debating and letting everybody else go through the blood, sweat, and tears of that situation, and, and you're not there to partake or participate. It's... Uh, it's a strange shit. Strange shit. That was crazy. How do you get away with that? He's down there like 10 miles from the where they were for the Man, debate. that's You were the same down town. down there having a rally with all your people and their signs and all that crap out You're there. You're in Miami. And how you going to have to be? That's like you, you're putting in to be off work and your boss see you. Or you call in sick, for example, and your boss see you at a, a baseball game. Uh-huh. On camera, you caught the home run ball, and you stand up and you jumping around. They filming you at the <laughs> at the damn at, that you caught the ball at the Nats game, and you jumping up and when I hit the home run ball, and it's the same way he's doing the same thing. He's not letting everybody work, and he's sitting back chilling. Uh-huh. That's that's some interesting stuff right there. I'm not buying that. Everybody got to get in the game, you know. The game's got to be played by everybody. you got to get the same sweat and tears and blood and everything else that goes along with you trying to achieve something. You think because you was present already, you're immune to it? Or you ain't got to get up on your game? Or you ain't got to see or understand or find out what's happening in the world today? we got a lot of stuff going on. You know, the war over there and all kind of stuff going on. and You know, we got to... Like they say, we got some difficult days ahead of us. Absolutely. And can you handle that? Because you ain't done nothing presidential lately. Nothing but just put on the mean look at court and stuff. Like, that's just a look he puts on. But come on, man. you It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But anyway, that night, uh, the candidates that was up there doing their thing, you know, it was real... Ironic, Cal. Uh, they were still fighting amongst each other. A lot of people say they didn't make no lead way, but just to give you my opinion, if I was a Republican, I had to pick. I would, I would go with either Chris Christie or uh, or the young lady. What's her name? Uh, uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah, Nikki Haley. Either, either uh, Chris Christie. You know, maybe I'm a little biased because he's from, he was from Jersey. Chris Christie to be the president and her to be his vice president or for her to be the president and he be his vice president because I think both of them really up on what's going down as far as running the country. Your boy Schwami, he's not ready. He's still a kid. He's still getting in trouble all crazily like a teenager. and So he's he's a damn mess. Oh, he's a loose cannon. He's a mess. He, he only talks what he knows. He repeats everything. He's like a parrot. He just repeats what he knows, and he just speaks on the same old dialogue all the time like he's so young and he's so 
he's with the in crowd and everybody else is not. He knows all the computer terminologies and what you should be doing. Oh, that isn't that. Oh, isn't that. Really, man, come on. It's not like that at all. You know, because. But anyway, I just, uh, that whole situation, you know, I think Ron DeSantis was, he was just talking like Trump, like being some kind of stone-faced bully, just chattering out different words and all, acting like he was this and that. And um, other than that, it was, uh, man, between people that was up there that was left, it just it's really dwindling down. They can get rid of your boy. What's his name? Wakasami or I, I never get it right. right. Yakasami. I don't know. Swarm. What is it? Swap short. Shawarma. Yeah, some kind of swami yami. Something like that. Or whatever. But anyway, he said some uh, wild stuff to uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah. He said some stuff like I thought it was very chauvinistic and misogynistic. To tell her, you know, well, you're just like Dick Cheney and three-inch heels. It's like, what? And she came right back on him, didn't she? Yeah. Dry humor is not even funny. You think you're trying to be a comedian up there. And you're always going to beat up on a person that you respect the less. Yeah. And he don't respect her at all. He thinks as a woman, she don't even belong there. Mm-hmm. When she done been, When she was the ambassador at the United Nations, where was he? At what point was he at? Was he before? After he all of a sudden got rich? Yeah. With the with the. Uh, He's some kind of entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, so what? You have a business, and now you think you can run the country? Yeah, he's selling something. He sold something. That's why he's who he is today. But it don't make no. Never mind him if he don't win that election, because it's not going to make or break the world, affect anything. Points he end up with. Tonight the election is so irrelevant and it's not even funny. So he's you know? just in there as a disruptor at this point. Well, I think they all are. Well, they're not going to really disrupt because they're going up for the primary. So eventually the votes have got to be with all four of them and nobody else. It's when Biden starts to run. That's when it's going to get ugly with with different people running as an independent or middle ground and all that. Over a look up, it'd be like 20 million people. That are undecided. That's on the on the middle side. Oh, and that lady Jill Stein, she's decided now she wants to run on the Green Party ticket. So yeah. I guess she's running up against uh, what's his name, Doctor uh, Cornell West. Yeah. I think he's on the Green ticket too. Yeah, these people just what? taking the right? Yeah, he's yeah. He's been, uh, you know, he's been out there for a while, saying he's going to run and all of that stuff. So I just feel like, you know, when you don't even have a ghost of a chance, why are you wasting people's time and money? Because these campaigns cost. That's just they got money opinion. to spend, I guess. I yeah, know. they usually they get it from people. And, but they get it from people and businesses that are willing to make these contributions. I'm like, why are you just throwing away all this money? You might as well just get a pound of money and just set it on fire. You're just not yeah, going anywhere. They, they must have a belief that they're going to win. Shoot, that, that's what it is. They really believe it. Seriously? Like that dude, mm-hmm. Swarmy, whatever. 
he he couldn't win if everybody else dropped out. He still mm. wouldn't win. Is that, Is that bad? Oh, he is horrible. Yeah, he's a monster. He told oh, Nikki God. Haley in the middle, he got hot and, and told her some stuff like, you need to just go home and take care of your family. Mm-hmm. I was I wanted to punch him in the mouth myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't bring your your male chauvinistic bullcrap into this. But anyway, all right, we're going to get off of it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. After all of this craziness this week, we all could use a good one. We'll be back on the other side of the This break. is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. In red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. Woo, what you got for us, Kettle? You're great. Make it a good one. All right, we're going to make we Well, it's a good one, but it's short and sweet how to put this thing together here. It's called the Bloody Limb. Hmm. Oh. I should have used that one around Halloween, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The bloody limb, and we're gonna use some um some rum. All right. Uh, this is the uh, crackling rum, the one with the um octopus on the front of the uh, bottle. Um, one part of Kraken black spice rum. A half a part of sweet vermouth, a half a part of cherry herring, um, that's a, a liqueur. Also, um, one-fourth part lemon juice, and we're going to top it with blood orange soda. So we're going to combine all these ingredients in a Collins glass, add ice, and top off with blood orange soda. Of course, we have to garnish it with a blood orange wheel. So that's the bloody limb. And that's oh, the goodness. black spice rum. Yes. I mean, that stuff is good by itself, Papa. You need to try that. Kraken. It's uh, K-R-A-K-E-N. Kraken. Okay. The bloody limb mm-hmm. with the Kraken rum. Release the Kraken. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so uh-huh. much for that one. You're that welcome. was a good one. All right. Well, we're going to go right into what's popping with Papa Didi. I'm sure sure he's talking about your boy. I'm sure he's got a good one for us tonight. So um, come on with it, Papa Didi. You know the question. What's popping? 
Well, I'll tell you what. I, t- I was on a train today, right, and, and I just saw a little level of relevance, relevancy of why stuff is the way it is. Uh, got in the elevator to come out to the street, and a girl gets on there, two girls, two white girls, right? And um, this one girl, she had like a hairstyle head that cost at least $100 because she had blonde streaks everywhere, fairly nice-looking girl, you know. And she's talking to the other girlfriend of hers who was a, a straight booger bear. And, uh, a booger bear? Yeah. And, she's, and she was kind of depressed because it was a half hour late. The train was a half hour late arriving, you know, in D.C. And uh, in the elevator, she said, wow, that was my first time riding a train. She said, only because I couldn't get a flight out of Connecticut. So I had to get the train out of Connecticut. It was a last minute thing, but I never rode the train before. It was so crowded. And she sat back and complained and complained and complained and complained. <clears throat> now, this girl was in her early to mid-20s. And she said it was her first time on a train. And it made me realize why the whole Republican Party don't give a damn about the rail system. And if it wasn't for Biden being such a railroad guy, then, you know, Amtrak would be out the window, you know? Because I think Republicans don't, they've probably frown every time the railroad gets that government subsidy, which is big money now, you know, because they have different things now with infrastructure and all that. They've approved a lot of money and the trains are selling out, things like that. And, um, but it's no thanks to the Republicans at all. Believe me, that was Trump, that was uh, Biden's baby, you know. See, Biden is the person who was uh, focused on living on, anybody that lives on the Northeast Corridor, you know, the train should be part of your aura in some respect, you know. Even now, you'd be surprised how many football teams and baseball teams that have been using the trains for years. I mean, for years. They charter trains and everything. When the game is over, they're getting a train back. The Phillies are going back to 30th Street on a train. The New York Giants are going back. They, if they played, they they get on the, they go back. If they're playing the Eagles, they take the train to go back to uh, New York and things like that. Um, the Commanders, if they play the Giants, they use the train to go back to D.C. They're not flying like that. You know, I mean, I don't know what other area does it other than eat Northeast Carter, but you got to stay on the Northeast Carter. You look at how many football teams are in that particular region. You have the, the you have the, uh, what is it, the generals? What is the name of them? The Washington generals? Commanders. Commanders. Why do I keep saying generals? <laughs> I've been saying that for a while now. You got the commanders, you got the ravens, you have, uh, the Eagles, you have the Giants. Now these are people on the on the Northeast Carter. Now, now when you go to other places now where you have the um, the AFC, where you have the that side over there, where you got Buffalo and uh, Miami, Cleveland, um, what uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. I don't know how they get around. You know, because they don't have no 
see, in the Northeast Corridor, things run on a more normalcy basis. Where you got electric, you have what's called catenary. That's the electric that the train runs on. But over there, you got a train to Pittsburgh, or a train, the Pittsburgh train goes to Chicago, and things like that. So I don't think they use a rail system like the Northeast Corridor does. But I am definitely true to knowing that uh, the teams I mentioned, whether it be Yankees or Phillies or the Baltimore Orioles baseball team, uh, all these teams, they, they use the train big time. But it's just, like I said, I'm saying all that to say that the young lady that says she never rode a train before, that's just what a lot of rich people do. You know what I mean? They don't they don't fuck with the trains. You know, as the saying goes on a train and the airplanes, either you can spend money saving time or spend time saving money. Okay? If you spend time saving money, you're catching a train. Okay? The other way around on that one, the reversing of that is uh, that you, you know, spend money saving time. And a lot of people want to go that route. Oh, I'm going to be there in two hours, you know. Okay, cool. Some places it may be beneficial to get the plane if you don't want to drive 12 hours on a train like that. But if you ain't got nothing to do, you retire and you want to take your cooler and you want to see the world a little bit, you want the world to slow down for a minute so you can look at it and understand it, then it's good to have the option, you know. But uh, I guess I'm going to leave it at that. But uh, just know that. When it comes to the, the rail service and the trains, Republicans ain't got shit to do with that. They some airplane jokers all day. <laughs> all day. They ain't thinking about those rail trains. Not at all. All righty. All right, let's see. We'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with, with what? Oh, with I'm Just Saying, on the other side of the break. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. Just click on any date, and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend. They'll thank you. Welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. All right, red wine. Um what you got for us tonight on uh, I'm just saying. You know what? Tonight I want to celebrate and shout out the veterans. Mm. So here's some information that I came across. Did you know? that 22 veterans commit suicide every single day. I didn't realize that. That's about one veteran every 65 minutes. 
that takes their own life. There's more than 67,000 homeless veterans in the United States at any given time. I don't understand why that is. These veterans should be given the help that they need. They're veterans. They shouldn't have to live on the street because they have no choice. They shouldn't have to deal with mental illness because they don't have anywhere else to go. People flood social media with their discussions about mental health, and and they seem to be more concerned with being misgendered than caring for our men and women in uniform. But the collective treatment of veterans and service members in the last several years has not done anything to boost the morale for the men and women who serve our country. The complete mismanagement of that Afghanistan withdrawal was hard enough to watch for all of us and even harder for the people who actually served. That operation, uh, operational failure left civilian contractors totally abandoned. I'm just saying, do right by the veterans. The people that were in that region of Afghanistan, those are the people that the United States asked them to help us. Help us over in that region. They supplied all kind of different things to the forces with the expectation and the trust that United States would be there for them if the crap hit the fan. But when it all boiled down, those folk got left holding the bag. When they called for the troops to get up out of Afghanistan, you remember that scene when that plane was going down that runway? And all those people out there chasing the plane, folks just got left high and dry. And some of those people were the people that were helping the troops. That wasn't cool. So the details of all of that, it rests on the shoulders of the soldiers. Not to mention the people in the last administration that facilitated some of those military operations who actually did a good job. Uh, for the safety of the nation and getting the hostages out of some of these volatile countries. They did what had to be done. But recently, there was a situation, and this is just one isolated situation, where a nursing home was shut down and sold directly to house illegal immigrants, giving a 95-year-old Korean war veteran less than two months to figure out where is he going to live. At 95, why is this veteran being booted out and now he's got to figure out where to go and what to do? America's current illegal immigration population receives more funding than our own veterans do, and that's just not right. We're dealing with this whole southern border thing where there's more than 260,000 people pouring in every month. How much funding is going toward dealing with illegal immigrants that could be used to just house about 55,000 to 60,000 veterans who fought for the freedom of this country and the people in it? I'm just saying the United States needs to do right by the veterans. They're our veterans, and they shouldn't have to deal with some of the crap that they're dealing with. The veterans served our country to give us the opportunity to create a better one. My father, my brother, my husband, and my uncles all served in the military. They and so many other veterans gave so much 
to leave America better than they found it. And the very least we can do is be brave enough and speak up in these uncertain times to make sure that it was not all in vain. We should do everything we can to support them and to thank them when they need us the most. We should honor them. So make we should make sure that they have everything that they need and let them know that everything they did for all of us was appreciated. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, do right by our veterans, and happy Veterans Day to all who served. All right, Miss Red Wine, kudos for you, and, and uh, that's good to hear. People that served in your family. I mean, yeah, you're right. They, we as a society, we do them a disservice when they come back from war. It's, it's, it's sad. And it shouldn't be that way. I hate to say it. It's it's just so sad. But, no, it's yeah, I saw something mm-hmm. on CBS this week where some of the veterans are still fighting for medical benefits. Why are you fighting mm-hmm. for medical benefits? That should be a no-brainer, no questions asked. But some of these branches are fighting over, well, did you have that illness before you got in? Or did it actually happen, you know, once you got into the military, whatever branch? I'm like, does it really matter? At this point, this person served, whether it was 4, 8, 12, however many years. Why are you squabbling over, well, were you having migraines before you got here? Did you hurt your knee or your shoulder before you enlisted? Come on, y'all. This country got to do better. Got to do better. All right, I guess we're going to take, where we are? We're going to take a break and then come back with uh, Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. I know she got some stuff for us this week because there's all kind of stuff popping. So, Kettle, get ready. We're coming back to you on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. It's Friday night, and you're listening to the Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Dean. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for Cattle in the Hollywood Wrestling. Woo, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the intro, Poppy. All right. You ready, Cattle? Waiting on you? Waiting on who? Wow. Hollywood, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, Hollywood. Take it away. All right, all right. Back in the news, Jermaine Dupree and Janet Jackson 
sparked relationship rumors yet again following uh, an Atlanta linkup with the lovebirds Nelly and Ashanti. Hmm. How all four of those get in one sentence, I don't know. Let's find out. Love <laughs> is in the air, and the fans say there is no time like the present for Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree to give love uh, a try again. The former couple has found themselves thrust into a rumors of a rekindle of romance again after being spotted hanging out in Atlanta. Janet was among the headliners of the One Music Festival in October, where she uh, reconnected with her old friend. The singer and mega producer dated uh, for about seven years back in 2002. Uh, in her Janet Jackson documentary on Lifetime, Dupree admitted that his unfaithfulness contributed to their breakup. Oh, really? Oh, he's coming clean. Hmm. Uh-huh. Following the festival, a live stream show Dupree and the pop star at his so-so death studio with Nelly and Ashanti, who recently began dating again after 10 years hiatus on several others. Interesting. Hmm. So those four have been hanging out quite a bit. Um, also, uh, Jermaine Dupree, he got inducted into the um, Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame. I was like, okay, boy, doing your thing. Yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, he was like, man, I just got inducted into the Black Walk of Fame. I guess he was feeling pretty good. He had his whole family around him. I was like, all right, do your thing, do your thing. But that was interesting. The four of them were hanging out. (laughs) I guess they were all good friends, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, she canceled a concert in Argentina, and the boyfriend was just landing in Argentina. She had to cancel the concert because of the weather. It was raining and thundering and lightning and storming, 40 uh, miles an hour winds. So she said, I got to cancel this thing. But the uh, boyfriend was, he was landing. But they uh, ended up rescheduling the concert for a couple of days later. Um, I think it was supposed to be on Friday, and they did it on um, Sunday. So, um, you know, at least he got some time to spend uh, in Argentina a little longer, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So that was good. Um, also, Jennifer Hudson is head over heels in her new relationship. 42-year-old singer who recently sparked romance rumors with rapper Common confirmed she is off the market during a uh, 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 November 6th appearance on the CBS Morning News. She quotes, she says, I am very happy, yes, ma'am, Hudson's old host, uh, Gail King, when asked um, whether she was, quote, unquote, booed up, uh, the Green Girl saw replied, booed up, I think it's more, more sophisticated than that, than that booed up comment. Go ahead, girl. I guess it's uh, a little serious than that, huh? Uh, Common, he's 51. Hmm. I've been friends uh, for years. A recent cozy nightclub, a uh, few speculation when they were hanging out in uh, a jazz club in New York City. And also they were rumored uh, uh, they were seen in Philly in uh, July 2022. So uh, I guess the rumors have been confirmed. They are an item. So, yep, yep, yep. Mm, interesting. 
I'm I'm wondering how his uh, girlfriend Tiffany Haddish feels right now. That she feels some kind of way right now. Okay. Well, well they're both they're both from Chicago, so. Oh, okay. Oh, Interesting. Right. I guess. Yeah, I guess that, that was an entanglement. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Haddish. Oh, oh, Jennifer Hudson in common. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, homegirls. Um, and uh, okay, and one last uh, uh, crazy story: son of a top Hollywood agent in custody after woman's torso was found in the dumpster. Um, his name is Sam Haskell, whose father represented Dolly Parton and George Clooney, sus- suspected of murder of his wife and her parents. Crazy. 35-year-old son of a Hollywood talent agent whose clients in, uh, include Dolly Parton, George Clooney, and British uh, Prince has been taken into custody in L.A. after a bloody torso um, was found in a dumpster about four or five blocks from his home. Wow. Sam Haskell, who has been booked on suspicious murder, is also suspected of killing his wife's parents who are missing as well. I don't know what is going on with these people. That is something. That is some crazy stuff. I don't know. Crazy. And uh, last but not least, they're going to bring back the um, Celebrity Squares, which is, I guess, the quote-unquote black Hollywood Squares, um, uh, with the rapper, um, what did you say, um, Fly something, um, MC Fly, he's going to host the, um, the Black Hollywood uh, Squares. Um, the producer was um, Ice Cube, he was a producer of the first one, I'm not sure who's producing this, though. Um, but uh, that just came on about a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I didn't know that was a real DC thing. DC Young Fly. Yeah, DC Young Fly. And what it is is they, um, uh, it's black trivia. Each episode of Celebrity Squares will feature celebrity guests who answer a series of black trivia questions while contestants determine whether the stars are correct or bluffing. So same concept, just a black twist. That's all. <laughs> so uh, that's Celebrity Squares. Okay. And is, uh, the host is... D.C. Youngfly. Um, he was uh, dating a famous actress. I forgot her name. It'll, it'll come back to me. Um, but okay. she recently passed away. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. All right. Oh, also wanted to mention that the, um, the actor strike looks like it's over now. That they uh, mm-hmm. have a con- a tentative agreement, so hopefully it'll all be signed and sealed and delivered, and uh, everything will start to pick up again as far as uh, Hollywood okay. production. Okay, what's up? Okay, that's good. We shall that's see. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we're down to the kiss at last, Papa Didi. Who do we have on the kiss it list this week? We gotta make it quick, short and sweet. Well, uh, your boy Swami Swami. Yeah. I can't think of how to pronounce his name. That that guy that's running for president. Your your Swami. What is it? His first name begins with a V. Yeah. Vivek Vivek. Vivek Swami Swami. Vivek something like that. Yeah. 
for being a chauvinist. Nikki Haley called him a scum. She said, you're scum. <laughs> I was like, wow. That debate was crazy. So, yeah, he's on the kiss it list. And Tim Scott. Oh, Tim. There's a new girlfriend. Yeah, that was interesting. Classic white woman. You know, go ahead on. I'm Republican. Yeah, he sure did parade her out on Mm -hmm. the stage at the end of the uh, debate. I said, okay. I wanted to ask him, uh, where'd you get her from? Central casting? But whatever. And he was smiling. He had the weirdest gum line. You think he may want to get got that taken care of, all the money and prestige he got? Maybe. I mean, it's almost his gum is up here and his teeth are down here and there's a space in the middle that just looks crazy because with his complexion, you can see all that, you know, and it's like, it's just such a such a level of deformity, the deformity where, which is correctable, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm not... You know, talking about him or putting him down or nothing, but you know he has a a dental situation that that really needs to be addressed. And you being a senator, making all that damn money, you know. Anyway. Well, also I want to add uh, whoever botched up that election in Mississippi with the ballots, not having enough ballots for the for our people, that was not cool. So whoever was behind it, y'all are on the kiss it list. And Trump for not showing up at any of these debates, for feeling like you don't have to be there because it's in the bag, the way he sees it, and then to go yeah. hold a rally 10 miles away from where the daggone uh, debate is going on. Man, you are a classless act. Have you seen him lately? That oranginess that he usually has, his face almost looks like leather. It looks really weird. I don't know what he's been doing, but he looks weird. So that that's all I had. Well, having that rally right there by the debate area it just shows his it's on his mind, you know. Mm-hmm. But he don't even know he he hasn't been at one in so long. He don't even know where to get in or how to where to fit in. And well, he stood up there and told the people at the rally that. This is what I'm doing right now is much harder than being up on a debate stage. I'm standing in front of tens of thousands of people, and it's on TV. This is so much harder. I'm like, how is it harder? You're standing up in front of people who love you, and they're not asking you a single freaking question. Question about nothing. So how do you think? But see, they all buy that. They're all out there, hey, waving their banners. I'm like, y'all are just as brain dead. As a block of cement. Anyway, everybody at those rallies clapping and cheering. You're on the kiss it list, too. All right. Kettle, you got anybody for the kiss it list? No, y'all haven't covered everybody. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we got a special gift for everybody on this week's kiss it list. Kiss my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And I went down to the last word. And over to you, Papa Didi. What's your last word for tonight? Uh, Man, my last word is, uh, I don't know, that, that whole election thing is scary because uh, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. I don't know where this stuff is going to be in 2024. With all the people that don't, all the people that are getting in, taking votes, and the fact that they don't know how to conceit if somebody loses, it's going to be ugly. This is going to be a bad time. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, look out for November 2024. It's going to be a bad time. Well, my last word is again, happy Veterans Day. Let's remember and honor and support our veterans. They gave a lot for us to have the level of freedom that we can come and go and do as we do. So let's just remember our veterans and uh, do right by them. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, hmm. Well, back to Papa Didi. These youngins, they need to grow up. <laughs> uh, get to a maturity level where they can move forward and become something and do something. These young folks out here just feeling everything that ain't nailed down. You know, a lot of CVS's and Giants and these major stores, they're not surviving because they're just stealing from them. This don't make any sense. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, young right. folks, grow up. That's, that's my bottom line. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, you're right about that. Because the reality is, as they always keep saying, the children are, are the future. But if if these are the folks that we're turning over the future to, the future is in trouble. So I think, you know, like you said, folks, these, these folks need to really step up, grow up, and get it together. Because if these are the people that we're turning over the reins to, we got 13 and 14 year old carjackers going on, running around now. Come on now, this is beyond ridiculous. Yeah, but you also got 25, 30 year old people walking around like, like they the bomb and they live with their mama. Yeah, that's true too. You know, they acting like they they got all the hip clothes and they going out and partying and doing all kind of stuff they got to do with uh, regular stuff and they got they hanging out with people of an older age like they all up in the game and they ain't got nothing going on they ain't got they don't own shit you know and it, it's scary because uh you know anyway yeah i saw this show one time where this guy who was like 30 about 35 was living with his mother and he kept referring to her as his roommate so when he would go out with oh, his friends God. and stuff, he would say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I got a roommate. So when his friends wanted to come over and hang out at his place, he would say, nah, you know, my roommate is so crazy about having people over. And then one of them eventually dropped in on him. And they were like, wait a minute, your roommate is your mother? And they come mm-hmm. to find out the house belonged to her. It's not even his house. Mm-hmm. He's living with her, not her living with him. But that's the way he kept trying to make it look like, oh, yeah, I got a roommate. Like, yeah, boy, you never left home. <laughs> crazy. Oh, these people crazy. But, mm-hmm. but then, you know, the parents, they keep 
you know, pacifying them. So you, you got to yeah. let them grow up, too. So, you know. Yes. I pacify them, let them grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying earlier uh, to somebody that even birds kick the, kick the little birds out of the nest to force them to learn how to fly. You know, they feed them and all of that for a while, but then eventually the mother bird says, all right, it's time for you to make a move. Mm -hmm. And they will push those little birds right out that nest. And if you don't get it together, Mm -hmm. you're going to hit that ground and splat. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're going to learn how to fly. (laughs) Right. See, most most of us humans don't do that. We just keep, like you Mm -hmm. said, we keep pacifying them. Like, oh, he's not ready to fly yet. I'm going to give him another year. And another right. year turns mm-hmm. into 10. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. You're right. You it. All right, young people. Get on out the nest and fly. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, we're going to get on out of here early tonight. So thanks for listening and hanging out with us. And we're going to say goodnight and make a move. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. And goodnight until we meet again. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. Yabiko. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party cool, people will be too. No clothes for now. It's summer party.